So my name is Lenny Escobar. Uh, I'm the black guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Who are you? I'm I'm Cody Moulton. So the other guy doing the show. I'm the white guy. Uh, yeah. It's that like, triangle. No, no. It's like you, you like like you throw the ball and, and you take a bat and you hit it. You hit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You hit the person throwing the ball. Yeah. You hit the, the person. You hit the person. You hit the person's arm and throw the ball. <laughs> That's right. Just their arm. If you hit anywhere else, you're out. <laughs> It's actually called a whiff. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the In Black and White Show, where we just try to have natural conversations about life and the gospel of Jesus Christ. I am one of your hosts today, Cody Moulton, and I'm joined by my co-host, my cohort, my my buddy, my neighborhood pal, Lenny Escobar. Can I ask you why are you? Why did you start the show like a robot? Welcome to the In Black and White Show, where we just tried... You know, some kind of, gee, I don't know, maybe because somebody ruined the last three intros I tried to do here. Um, if you guys yeah, can see behind the scenes... It's my fault. You would see the obscene. Oh, that was good. That was good. Yeah, nice. How you doing? I'm well, man. It's good. Oh, good English. I'm well? Wow. That's fantastic. Thank you. I thought you were going to say... I thought you were going to be like... Uh, Oh, good English, man! Wow, yeah. Oh, oh man. you can talk. <laughs> Great. Um, anyway, we have uh, we've got a good episode for everyone today, and we are going to change things up a smidgel here. Da, 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 da. Because you know, we like to. Well, I don't not well, just for the sake of changing it, but yeah. the other week we were chatting, and I don't know how this came up. Oh no, 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 no. Lenny, you brought it up. Yeah, it's because I wanted a book. I wanted to create a book of. Do I say it? Yeah, say Anti-quotes. It. Yeah, anti-quotes. So, not not so, quotes from people anti-against the church. That yeah. would be silly. Yeah, that would be silly. Or anti-against anything, really. Yeah. You know? yeah. But it's more like, you know how you have inspirational quotes? Well, not saying anything Not saying anything bad about inspirational quotes. They're actually right. really awesome. Some of them are, yeah. But if you think about them in like more real sense, if you like just take out the gloss and the shine of it, right. and you, and you kind of just try to pull it down... They don't make any sense. Yeah, yeah. Well, if yeah, you can you can ruin a really good inspirational quote by looking at it super real. Oh, that's it. That's perfect. Know? Yeah, that's exactly. And maybe a what little happens. cynically. Mm-hmm. And we just went on this rant. We just pulled up a bunch of inspirational quotes, and we just started anti-inspirational quoting them, and uh, we were rolling on the floor. So, because of that, now we're going to introduce a new segment. We're not we love Would You Rather, but we're going to re we're going to introduce a new thing. Also, just because it's a new season too, yeah. even if it's halfway through the season or a third through the season, but we're going to start something new called anti-inspirational quotes. And I don't know that we. I mean, how long have we been doing Would You Rather anyway? All season four was Would You Rather. Yeah, exactly. Was some of season three, Would You Rather, probably. Yeah, probably. I don't know. We've we've done it for a while, so we'll do this for a bit. Let us know if you like it or not. If it's ruining your day, we'll stop. I promise. <laughs> but maybe we think this is funnier than most people. Yeah, but, maybe. But here's how it works, okay? I'm I found a couple quotes. And Lenny found a quote. I think at least one, right? Mm-hmm. We're just gonna read them off, and then we're just gonna put a realist spin on it, and uh, see how it how it how it hits different. You know. Sounds here's good. the first one, okay? Mm-hmm. I don't know if I can do this without you, laughing. You I can can't even it. read the quote. It's good. Nothing is impossible. The word itself says, I'm possible. Audrey Hepburn. Okay. Um, no, it doesn't. 
sword doesn't have a mouth, okay? It's not. It's not. <laughs> I just, I, okay, all right. Yeah, keep going now. That's it. That's good. No, I like it. Like, yeah. No, no, it doesn't. The word is impossible, okay? It's not I'm possible. If there was I'm possible, there'd be I, apostrophe M, right. a space. P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E. Yeah. Yeah. So then it would be impossible. There's a reason there's a different word for it. Because it means something different. <laughs> Come on, Audrey. Yeah. Ooh, All right. that's uh, good. I like right. that one. What do you got over there? <clears throat> okay. I got um keep your face always toward the sunshine. <laughs> no. and the shadows will fall behind you. I picked this one. Did you really? This is the same one I picked. <laughs> okay, go on. You say your thing. I'm gonna say, say, read it again. Sorry. Keep your face always toward the sunshine, and shadows will both will fall behind you. Well, no duh. All right, it's basic physics. Right, <laughs> simple physics. <laughs> the sun, you're facing the sun, and the shadows are behind you. Well, my thought was, uh, well, keep your face always toward the sunshine. Unless you're a white guy, you're gonna get sunburned. Jeez. <laughs> Make sure you put some sunscreen on. <laughs> Before you go toward your future. Yeah, yeah. Don't look at the sun either. It'll burn your eyes out. Oh man. What are the chances we pick the same one? Oh, but it's because it's it's great. It was, it's too easy. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. You got another one? That was the one that I had, oh, but let's I have oh, another one. Um the okay, the bad news is time flies. The good news is you're the pilot. The bad news is you don't have a pilot's license. <laughs> 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 Oh, man, that's good. Well, the bad news is, what do you say? Time flies? Can we read yeah. it again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The bad news is time flies. The good news is you're the pilot. Time is not a plane. <laughs> yeah. right? You can't just climb in the cockpit of time and say, woo, I'm on my way. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> woo, I'm on my way. <laughs> I'm crying. Oh, man. Okay. All right. Oh, that's good. That's just to get the... If you're new here and you're like, what is going on? <clears throat> that's understandable. Yeah. We always start our podcast off with uh, something just to get the chat flowing and have fun. And I enjoyed that. Yeah. Um, I think that's the hardest I've laughed on air for a long time. <laughs> anyway, so let us know what you think. Uh, if we should keep doing that. We do want to post these on social media. Just for fun, mm-hmm. but we don't want to ruin. We don't want to ruin any real. Well, I don't know. Whatever it is, what it is. Also, yeah. something we want to encourage everyone to do that we're not very good at. But please like and share the podcast with your friends. We do want to get this out. We uh, we feel really really um, passionate about season five here. Mm. Um, it's just it's just been more uh, meaningful than any of the other seasons we've done. We feel like because we. We appreciate your input and listener input, and uh, we appreciate your questions and your thoughts and you opening up and sharing these questions with us so we can talk about them and have a conversation. And that means a lot to us, and we know that it might mean a lot to a lot of other people that have similar mm-hmm. questions. And so we want that to get out there and, uh, and more people to have access to that. Subscribe to the podcast if you're not subscribed so you get notified when you drop an episode. Uh, we try to do that weekly. And uh, it's going to be even more weekly. We're getting better and better this, mm-hmm. this season, but uh, we're, we're on the right trajectory. So uh, every time we drop an episode, you'll get notified in whatever app you use. Um, and then also leave a review. Yeah. Yeah. I feel, feel like, like 
feel like that's like the <clears throat> one of the greatest comments or greatest supports you can give us too because we would we first off we'd love to just know what you think um and uh if uh we can make the show better we, we will also email us let us know some feedback we can re- improve our podcast but yeah you do whatever you want you leave a bad review if yeah. you hit our anti-inspirational quotes yeah i guess that's true you can um but we, we just appreciate any feedback uh because i think what cody said is especially this season the season is about us and when we say us i mean I mean, Cody and I, and just that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I, I mean all of us. I mean you, uh, Cody, myself, and everyone who's listening. We want this. This is this is our our safe space, our place to talk about real things, about to laugh, enjoy each other's company, and to talk about real things, real questions that we have um, in a natural and, and honest, authentic way, all yeah. revolving around the, the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen to that. Well said. All right, well, let's get into our question. All right, so we have our gray segment here, which mm-hmm. is the question and the conversation that revolves around that, and then it bleeds into the black and white, the doctrines of how we can kind of answer this question. So one of our listeners submitted this question, and she said, uh, What do you do when even the desire to do basic gospel things like prayer and scripture reading and going to church has left you? Not just that you don't have time or forget, but that you don't even want to anymore. So that's good. That's a good question. Yeah, it's a real good question. And I think it's 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 an awesome question because I think all of us, regardless of whether or not we're having, quote-unquote, a faith crisis, and I don't mean, quote-unquote, faith crisis as in, like, that's not a real thing. Right. I just mean it's like <clears throat> that we all, that we feel this way, regardless if we're, if we feel like we're strong or if we feel like we are um, moving, a, moving further away from, from the gospel in the church. Like, I think we all have, we all have similar questions like this at, at times. Yeah, we've all we've all probably experienced some degree of this, mm-hmm. um, and that's not to say that you are having a faith crisis. Maybe right. it's just the phase or whatever, um, and maybe it's not. But I think a lot of us have experienced some degree of this kind of a drought. I mean, Lenny, I, I don't know if you have initial thought. I I have, I have a handful of thoughts mm. on this. Again, we we want to open the conversation about these questions and these topics. We get asked. We want to encourage conversation. Mm. We don't want to. Uh, be the ones that say, "Hey, here's the answers," but we want to say, "Hey, here's here's the start of the conversation. Let's continue this after the podcast. Everyone in your groups and the people you you talk to." But um, any any straight up initial thoughts on that on that question? Yeah, I think I have one of the one that comes really strongly <clears throat> to me is um, we shouldn't beat ourselves up about that. Like honestly and truly. I think that we should just be aware that that's how we actually feel and, and accept that. Like not to take the guilt upon us, upon ourselves, like, oh man, I feel like we should, I should, blah, blah, blah. Or maybe you don't feel the guilt or anything. That's fine. But I, what I'm saying is, is like, that is actually how you actually feel and that's okay. Yeah. So now you can, now we can, you can move whatever direction you want to from that. But I think that's the first thing is accepting that that's how you feel and that's okay. That's oh, good. I like that. I think that's a good... You know, it's, yeah, it's important to acknowledge self-awareness mm-hmm. is a word you've used a lot lately. Yeah. I think and that's a powerful thing to be like, okay, this is something I'm feeling, and uh, what do I want to do about it? Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's the starting point. Um, this made me think about um, a handful of different things. Mm. Um, and I'm going to try to pick one to start, but... Uh, I was thinking about um, putting all your eggs in a basket. Kind of yeah. Thing. And uh, there was a, there's this uh, Facebook group. 
Road to Hope and Peace. I think it's like the Orem Mission uh, Facebook group. But they, they have really cool, they post really cool stuff. They, they post interviews with different prominent people in the valley here mm-hmm. or in the church. They did one with Brandon Sanderson. My boy! My boy! No, you don't have to do it twice. You could have just done it once and we'd have been fine with it. <laughs> no, no. No, you don't have to. No. Um, anyway, we're both big fans of Brandon Sanderson. Oh, yeah. He's uh, the best author that, you know, next to Moroni. <laughs> um, <laughs> do you know the scriptures? Yeah. Did you that? know that Moroni only wrote, like, okay, all right. one? Mormon. We're not supposed to say Mormon anymore. <laughs> just kidding. We can say that Mormon. Um, but uh, he got on there, and, and he talked about his testimony, and, and he gave an explanation and said, here's why I believe what I believe and why I believe in Jesus Christ and in the restored gospel. And he said there's a logical facet and there's a a non-logical facet. And he, and he went on to say, like, and I don't want to say too much of what he said. I don't want to put words in his mouth or misrepresent it. I just remember watching it. And 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 the, the fact that he was like, let me explain the logical side because it makes a lot of sense, and you might be surprised at why logic is part of it. And he's like, but it, it's it's fine. That's that's totally fine. What there's just a logical part. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he explained it. And so I thought about that. That made me think. I'm like, okay, because I'm not a super, um, I'm not a, I'm not a super emotional person. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm like, how how do what like, for me, why do I stick with gospel practices and all these things and reading the scriptures and going to church, even if I don't feel like doing it all the time. And I'm not talking, you know, and I don't want to, I don't want to, um, misrepresent the question either. I don't want to make it sound like this is something that they, this person might just feel sometimes, or mm-hmm, maybe they mm-hmm. feel it, or maybe they don't feel it at all. It's something, someone that they know struggles with, but, but I don't want to misrepresent it as, and this could be a one time thing. This could be a week long thing. This could be a year long thing. This could be a big Mm-hmm. Continuance thing, Absolutely. or it could be a hit and miss kind of face thing. Um, for me, it's it, it happens every once in a while, and uh, and I'm like, okay, are all my eggs in the basket of what do I feel and what desires do I have with reading my scriptures today or with going to church mm-hmm. or what have you? Are all my baskets or all my, all my baskets, all my eggs in the feeling basket, or do I have some eggs in the feeling basket? So when I do have a powerful spiritual experience, it makes me feel something mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that means something. But also, do I have some eggs in the logic basket? Mm. Do I have some eggs in the experience basket? Yeah. Because when you diversify that way and you realize your testimony might be composed of a variety of different uh, um, experiences or uh, senses. or Yeah, facets maybe. Facets. And then it makes us realize, okay, if maybe I'm not feeling something. And I'm in a little bit of a feeling drought or a motivation drought. And that's okay because there are other reasons why the gospel has benefited me and why I've, you know, and that can be encouraging. If, and so that was, one, that was one thought I had. That's an interesting thought. I feel like there's some, some real um, uh, cre- uh, base to that because I feel like um, I am an emotional person, actually. I feel like that's usually. Yeah, I know. Sorry? Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, hey, why don't you go ahead? Do you want to just head on out? Cry? Hmm? (laughs) That's my therapy side. The condescending. Hmm? Look. But I am an emotional person, so I feel like uh, I have a lot of my eggs, my spiritual 
comes from those feelings that I feel like the the passion the 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 you know like the the swelling of those types of things the swelling of like you know the magnification of the feelings that I have love peace all that kind of stuff <clears throat> but it's interesting that you say because but there are like I do have some eggs in that logic basket and I think that like we it is important for us to diversify that you know because maybe and I, and I love what you say that maybe maybe the also the that your that your experiences are definitely a part of that because um, I feel like maybe that that's sometimes that's really all that we have to to look back on is our experience because maybe like you said we're having a feelings drought so now you can look in this this other basket like okay I'm gonna remember what did I think what did I feel and what happened in, around a spiritual experience that I've had right you know so it's like you're looking at three different ways how did you feel what actually happened and what did you think about it you know, like or like what like the logic of it you know and you can actually maybe pull some pull some I don't know like pull a deposit of spiritual yeah, yeah, yeah. would make a withdrawal yeah, yeah exactly so I, I like that I like that thought because it because then what it does is it it allows you to it allows you to weather some of the drought. You know what it remind, you know what this reminds me of? What's that? Reminds me of go ahead. a story. You want me to go ahead or did you yeah, want to go ahead? Go ahead and say it. Yeah, yeah, I'm ready. It reminds me of the story of the I goose. I, yeah, I knew you were gonna say that. Yeah, That's why I stopped there. Okay. Joseph and Egypt. Okay, so Pharaoh's having the dream. Okay. All right. So and he's like, Yeah, Pharaoh Pharaoh has the dream and uh He's like, uh, I need to know what this dream means. I mean, we all know the story of Joseph. Or maybe, maybe basically his brother sold him in slavery. He lived, uh, became a servant to Potiphar. And then, then he was unjustly accused of, of misdeeds against Potiphar's wife, thrown into, thrown into jail. And uh, then the, he was in jail for a while. Then the king, then the pharaoh's baker and servant you know, uh, Butler basically were in Butler, that's right. <clears throat> yeah, basically in prison. They both have dreams. Joseph interprets the dreams. One of them gets saved. The other one is beheaded. The one that saved uh, Pharaoh ultimately has a dream. He's like, I need to know how the, what this dream means. Then the person, I think it's the the Butler, it's not the Baker. I think the Butler. Oh, the and Butler. The Butler no, I thought it was Baker. Oh, no. well, one of them. Bomber either way. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, bomber. But one of them was like, Hey, I know somebody that can. Gets Joseph. Joseph comes in, interprets Pharaoh's dream. I'm just telling you that whole story, but the real, what I'm trying to get at is actually Pharaoh's dream. Now, there is a point where Pharaoh has this dream uh, like of two scenarios uh, or, or two dreams that depict the same scenario. Right. Egypt is going to have seven years of plenty and then seven years of famine. And he needs to know what to do about this. Um, that's the interpretation. That's of the dream. interpretation right. of the dream. But what happens is that, so Joseph said, hey, let's take all of the years of plenty, and we're going to take one-fifth okay. of that and put it I away. what you're doing. Okay. Yeah, put it away, and then we'll give it during the years of famine. So that whole story was to say, I think that's what we should do, what we can do. We can learn a lot from that story in terms of spiritualness, in, in terms of our spiritual, is being able to do that when we have spiritual experiences that we savor, that we take some of that, and we save it for later, quote unquote, mm-hmm. save it for later. So then, when we're facing a spiritual drought, we can look back on those experiences. Yeah. We can look back on them. And I'm going to give you some practical ways that are just occurring to me of like how we can do that. I think one of the biggest ways is to keep is is not you know because I'm terrible at journaling, 
But I think if there is a spiritual experience that happens to us, but if we keep a record of the spiritual experiences, then that will, that will be super, that will help us in our, in our spiritual droughts. Right. Call back on that experience basket Mm -hmm. because that's what that is. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's like, and, 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 and I think one of the benefits too of, of this is, is it's not just something that's like, okay, that'll satisfy me through the drought, but no, it's like, it will provide spiritual sustenance for you through the drought. And, uh, and, and I don't, and, and okay. All right. I'm hard talking. <laughs> <laughs> the thing that you made me think of was, um, I mean, so food storage, right? Yeah. This mm-hmm. is like a, this is like our, our food storage plan. But you said earlier, like, don't feel bad when you have these feelings, mm. when you don't have the desire to read your scriptures or you might not have your desire to go to church. Who knows if it's because you're so busy and you're mm. so overwhelmed. Right, exactly. Or if you have kids and kids are distracting as heck. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm at church. Great. Well, I'm too busy trying to keep that kid from poking that kid in the eye and sticking a sticker on that kid's hair. And I didn't get anything out of testimony. Being, you know, <clears throat> there's lots of things that can make us not have the desire because we are we're consumed by lots of mm-hmm. life happening. Um, but. I think God, not only does he, not only should we not necessarily feel bad about these feelings we might have, but we should acknowledge that God expects this to happen sometimes. Mm, Wow. Not because he's like, yeah, this is going to happen, oh boy. But like, this is life. Mm -hmm. The reason I say that is because he's given us covenants. Mm, Okay. Yeah. And he's given us ordinances. And so let me, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me tie this in here. Mm -hmm, Okay. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. If you're not, if you're not tracking. Okay. okay, go ahead. I'm talking to Lenny on that. If you're listening, I'm sure you're, you know, but Lenny, no. <laughs> anyway. Um, we I'm make... going to call you out later. Okay. Yeah. That'd be great. Go ahead. Can you do it publicly? <laughs> um, so when we make a covenant, we make a promise, you're baptized, okay? You have a powerful spiritual experience that led you to the point of baptism. If you're eight, then... That might not be as memorable, or you might not have been as invested, maybe, whatever, I don't know. If you're a convert, you can probably attest that there's a little bit more there that you remember. Or maybe it's going to the temple for the first time, or going on a mission, or maybe it's something like that. Or being just ordained to some kind of position to serve in the church. The point is, an ordinance is an outward showing of faith. And typically, an ordinance is accompanied by a powerful spirit. And by a powerful spirit if you're not Christian that sounds kind of weird now that I think about it but what I mean is like the spirit is present you feel good you feel warm um, or however you feel the spirit but the reason I bring this up is because God then has us make a promise you're baptized here's your covenant you're going to remember him you're going to mourn with those that mourn you're going to comfort those in need of comfort you know you're going to be you're going to be this person who's going to help support the kingdom of God you make that promise when you're feeling good because down the road you might not be feeling good and what do you have to fall back on loyalty to that promise that you made i think that's a powerful thing because mm-hmm. because because for me it's like okay sometimes i might not feel like doing something might not be up to it but i made a commitment you know i'm gonna follow through with it because i made a commitment that's a strength um that god has given us to say hey when it, when all when it all comes to it, if you don't have the motivation, you don't have that spiritual momentum. President Nelson talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you do have a covenant and you do have something they can say, okay, I, I did make a promise. I'm going to try to keep that. You know, you know, it's interesting the way that you say that, especially talking about covenants, talking about this, especially when you're thinking about motivation when right in the moment. I had a mentor uh, tell me that motivation um, is is untrustworthy in, in a sense because um, motivation is like it's oh, fleeting. You told me this before. Yeah, I think. it's it's yeah. fleeting, right? So it's you you uh, you can have this powerful feeling at first, uh, like I'm going to do this, and then it just flees. It just it's just it just leaves. But what you can, but what you can do is you can you can harness motivation to help you develop something that's way more, much more trustworthy, and that's discipline. So what that means is consistency. That's really all that discipline really means is mm. consistency. Oh, yeah. So if you you harness motivation to to be consistent and you keep being consistent, um, what's to say for for example, um, I'm going to take uh, going to the temple for one. Say so you have like this powerful experience, like oh I'm gonna go to the temple. So you go to the temple, you got your endowments, or 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 you just went to baptisms, or or you just went to the temple. And you're like oh man, such a great experience. You can use that to keep going. You can you like make that a habit to keep going. So then when it's just like, I don't really feel like going to the temple right now, you know, and or or even honestly sometimes it's like I don't even I'm not even worthy to go to the temple right now. I'm not even worthy. But I want to say specifically on this. And this is actually really powerful, um, really something I really I believe in, is that you are worthy to go to the temple. You are always worthy to go to the temple. And what I mean is you are always worthy to go to that building. Even if you can't go inside, you can always go to it. And it will provide the same amount of power that you need. That's good. So I want to say that, like, maybe you are not worthy to enter the temple, but you are worthy to go there. Yeah. And maybe that's all it is. So, so for example, so I'm just saying like you had a habit, but now you can't go for whatever reason. You can still go to the temple. Yeah. And, and maybe you don't feel like you want to because you can't actually go inside, but you have the habit. You have the discipline. You can go to the temple. Yeah, fire, dude. So that's I, good. I think that, I, so I really, I really love what you say there. Cause that's, that's a promise you made, you know, uh, uh, like that will carry you through, um, and, you know, I, I want to let you, I have some other things to say about like, bro, you know, what if that's not enough? And I have some thoughts about what right. if, if it's not enough, but I'll, I'll let you keep going. Right. Well, I mean, I mean, and you could probably keep rolling. The only other thing I was going to say, and I've said it before on the podcast, probably two or three other times, but uh, bare minimum is go through the motions. You know, mm. I think if, if that's what it comes to, to fall back, my scripture studies get rough <laughs> sometimes <laughs> and. I'm like, I wake up in the morning and I'm tired. It's like, okay, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna have like a devotional like I want to have, or, or maybe I don't even want to have it. I just don't have that. You know, I'm on beat. Um, bare minimum. So it's, it's okay if your scripture study comes down to reading ten verses, going through the motions. If you need to fall back on that to keep your covenant, to keep your your promise, then then do that. That's okay. You know, it's not a place. To get comfortable, mm. but it's a place to. Uh, if you need to fall back for a minute, I think you know. I've said that before on here. Um, but yeah, I, I have some other thoughts on it, and I do want to say this is my 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 thinking on one of the one of the um, the doctrines here is yeah. the, the doctrine of keeping and making covenant. Oh, absolutely, keep that. Yeah, um, I have another one that comes to mind. I know you have one. But let you finish that thought. What if it's not enough? I, I, I like well, where you're going there. That 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 actually brings me into my what the my the doctrine I want oh, to talk okay. about. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. You want me to keep well, going? Well, then go. <laughs> <laughs> my 
One of the things on my 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 favorite. Are you okay? That was yeah. Mm-hmm. I just was moving the chair. Yeah, you were moving the chair, all right. An otter. One of my I favorite. Didn't, I didn't run over an animal. <laughs> I just want to clarify that for anyone listening. And Pita. Pita. All right. Yeah. Okay. You owe me a soda because jinx. Um. Anyways, <laughs> um, one of my favorite doctrines of the gospel of all time um, that I think has come over the last uh, maybe the last year year and a half is the doctrine of hope. Because I feel like that's where we can really, uh, like, when we are at our wits end or at bottom, that that's where we can go is just hope. So I, I want to say that, like, if what if it's not enough? What if our covenants are, like, we're just like, you know, I, I just can't do it. I just don't feel it. I think what, what I, I do say is, um, do you, I, I would ask you this question. Do you hope that maybe some of these things would help? Do you hope that... Like, even though you don't feel like it, like to going, going to church or reading your scriptures or anything like that, do you hope that it could help? Because I think if you do hope that it will help, then you just let that work in you. You just, you can just keep hoping that it will work. Even if you don't feel like it, you're just like, well, you know, and the way that I think about it is I don't feel like reading my scriptures, but I hope that there's some benefit to it. I don't feel like it, but I hope there's some benefit. Right. And I think as, as you keep working on that, you know, you keep working with this then you can actually get to a baseline of, this is not really doing anything for me. Like I'm doing it, but it's not really doing anything for me. I hope that it will, it will do something for me. Right. And then as you continue working in that, as you continue working in hope, you develop faith. Right. And faith, faith will, then it will start to become something. You will experience those things. Right. You will experience what it, what it feels like to the hope, the, to the help, whatever that help is for you. Because very individually, or sorry, it's very individual, because Heavenly Father has very specific individual help for each of us, depending on what we need. But I think if we start with hope, then that's we can we can just we can we can and and also we can stay at hope for as long as we need. Yeah. Well, and how much more powerful is it too that the amount of faith to be exercised by somebody who's like stoked on the scriptures and reading them, and the amount of faith of someone who doesn't have that desire but is like, I hope there's something here, or I've had something here in the past, you know, and I hope for that in the future, mm-hmm. it takes more faith. And that's exercising the faith muscle a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I think for all of us, too, the drought will end. There is an end to every drought. Mm. That's um, a really powerful thing. Can you say that again? I think that's really powerful. Well, it's the same as what you said a couple episodes ago about there's not there's a lot of questions. We don't have all the answers to the questions. But there is an answer to every question out mm. there. It's just when do we get it? Mm-hmm. The drought will end. The drought will always end. We don't know when it will always end. I mean, there's that video. I don't know if you've seen it of uh, of um, uh, Michael McLean. Michael, is his first name Michael. Michael McLean. Yeah, that's. Am that's I me. am I tripping? No, and Michael. His that's the the of the, of the singer songwriter. Michael yeah, McLean? yeah, yes, Michael, Michael McLean. McLean yeah. Michael McLean. Um, because he's yeah, a clean dude. He's a clean guy. Anyway, there's a video. Of, <laughs> I just confirmed it on Google. Not that I didn't trust you. I just don't value your opinion. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, no. The uh, there's a video of him saying that he went through a faith crisis, where he prayed for answers from, and this came out like two, three years ago. And while we'll link it in the show notes, but he said he he's praying for God to just give him something, especially to help him with his son. He had something going on with his son, and and he prayed for an answer, and he didn't get anything. And then a week passed, and then two weeks passed. And he says nine years passed. 
where he felt like the heavens were shut and he wasn't getting any answers. And, uh, I mean, nine years is a ton of time. That's like, a lot a of time. time. Yeah. And he said he still did the things. I think he was still going through the motions at the very least, you know. Mm-hmm. He was still going to church and, and trying to do those things, but he was frustrated and he was upset with with God about, like, where are you? Like, what, what you know, where's the pavilion that covereth your hiding place or whatever, you know? Like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. And then he one day was writing some songs for for something, and and he ended up writing a bunch of songs down like in a super short span of time. And he could tell as he read through the lyrics and the songs, he was like, "This came directly from heaven. This didn't come from anywhere else. Mm-hmm. This did not come from me." So he's like, "That is like God knew that I would see that and recognize it as an answer to prayer." Um, so he's like, "Well, how come I got it now? Where was it been for the last?" Nine years, and he said, "I don't know if he got an inspira- inspiration to, to do this, but he went down and he reflected back on the last nine years, and he said he counted twenty-five times that God answered his prayers, looking in hindsight, but he answered it out of the box of his frame of reference. Like he answered it in the way that he wasn't looking for. Like wow, and it was all there. Um." So I thought that was a powerful experience, and I think everyone should watch that that video because it's, you know, God answers us out of the box. We always we like to claim it and say like, "That's not how I feel, Spirit. This is how I feel, Spirit." Well, don't don't make go don't uh, don't sell yourself to that idea, because <laughs> God's trying to grow you, so He's not going to answer you just one way for all of eternity. You know, like oh Bob, Bob over here, it's not a Facebook guy, so we can't we can't answer his prayers on Facebook. You know, when you're managing your 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 own world, this is a bad analogy. I'm gonna stop. <laughs> um, anyway, the, the point is, like, he wants to train us up so that we become receptive to the Spirit in multiple ways, not just the one way that we kind of sell ourselves to. Anyway, thought that's a thought. No, no, I, I think that's really powerful. I, I think that. Uh, it's it's interesting to see that God answers prayers all the time, every way. And I think that we, like what you said, is we kind of put him in a box. I think that we, we do that a lot. We like right. to do that to God is just put him in a box. And um, like he has to do things a certain way in order for us to believe him or believe in him or or he has to... Uh, or, or for us to, to trust, you know, to trust him, we have to, like, he, he has to do the things our way. And you know what? I think that God is really patient with us because I think he does answer us a lot of the time in the ways that we want him to. Yeah, yeah. I think he does. Right. And uh, he's going to push a little. But he has to push. Yeah. I mean, like, you're right. I feel like that's a really interesting uh, observation is God is here to grow you. And if if he's not training us how uh, how to recognize other ways to do to like be an actual professional athlete you know because a professional athlete i mean i don't know a lot about it cuz i well actually i am i'm a professional um I'm a professional soccer player i play yeah. Yeah. oh you're really good at um the one where you throw the ball in the yeah that, it's that like triangle. no no it's like you you like like you throw the ball and, and you take a bat and you hit it you hit okay. Yeah. Yeah. You hit the person throwing the ball. Yeah. You hit the, the person 
you hit the person who you hit the person's arm who's throwing the ball. <laughs> That's right. Just through arm. If you hit anywhere else, you're out. Like technical foul. Yeah. That's it's actually called a whiff. <laughs> <laughs> anyways, well that that got out of hand real quick. Um but anyways, in I, I would I just wanted to take a second to say professional athletes and what I imagine it to be, um, is that they have to train in a variety of ways for a variety of different situations all the time because this one situation is not going to, to – they're not going to receive the ball. Let's just say in football, they're not going to receive the ball right. all the time the same way. Right. And, and, I, and I feel like if professional athletes are training this way or if people are valuing that skill set right. to think of different ways that things could come, you know, critical thinking, like why wouldn't God also – your analogy is way better than mine. <laughs> you're you're welcome. Yeah, you mean like quarterbacks? Like, well, I always throw to to Billy, but Billy's got to be on the left, and he's got to be 20 yards away. Yeah, and he's not. He's 15 yards away on the right. Well, I can't throw to him. I guess I'm just gonna drop the ball. It's like, wow, we don't play sports, obviously. Yeah. Um, but I I I just I just think if we if if we kind of think of like professional athletes who are mortal, you know, very very top physically mortal people but still mortal god barely just kidding <laughs> but god is you know he's trying to train us to be like that in right. a spiritual sense yeah so anyways i think i think that's a really it's a great analogy great a great yeah. feeling great thought yeah i think that's good um the the other thought i had was uh if you are find yourself lacking desire you are in good company okay oh because yeah Okay, I got me some scriptures here, all right? One of these came from a talk, Elder Ballard, 1992. He's talking about um, the pioneers coming across the plains and all the things they suffered. Uh, this is one of the, one thing he said there. Um, and this is kind of about sacrifice. Okay, here's a, here's another doctrine of principle I'm thinking. Because mm-hmm. there's, there's plenty of doctrines and principles we can tie to these these, these gray areas. Mm-hmm. Um this is the doctrine of sacrifice. He says, In my mind's eye, I see the suffering of those faithful saints and know that in their extremity, under circumstances hard for us today to conceive, many of them came to know God in a way that few people will ever understand. Our sacrifices may be more subtle, but no less demanding. Um, instead of physical deprivation and hardship, we face the challenge of remaining true and faithful to gospel principles amidst such evil and destructive forces. And he goes on. Um, but the reason this made me think of the pioneers was, I think of all the, all the pioneers, all the early church members, mm. they had a lot of, a lot of crap they went through. Yeah. Um, and I can't imagine you bring one's like, Hey, we're going West. And they're like, Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. All right. We'll go out a couple weeks. And like, no, 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 no. <laughs> it's like a three month trip. Yeah. And you're going to drag wagons and it's not going to be fun. So in I fact, think some of you are going to die. Yeah. Some of you are going to die. Um, so I can't imagine that all the church members were like super stoked and, and desired the Trek experience. Okay. I don't think they did. I think they desired to build Zion. All right. Mm-hmm. And the end goal of building Zion was establishing somewhere they could be safe where they could, the church could build up and they could, you know, practice their religion in peace. But it doesn't mean that the trek was was necessarily something they desired, right? 
Now they now it's not to say they didn't have powerful spiritual experiences and a lot of powerful opportunities there, but it is to say that it was a sacrifice for them, and they could see the bigger picture. We might not feel like reading the scriptures, we might not feel like going to the temple or going to church, but we do feel like we want to bless our families. We want to keep our bond close. Mm. We do feel like we want our kids to grow up with the spirit in their hearts. Or we do feel like um, someday when something horrible happens to us, we can look to God. Yeah. That is a desire that we might have that is a little more in, in sync with our vision. Yeah. Even though today you might not feel like reading your scriptures. But then maybe you will because you're like, you know what? I don't feel like it, but this is why I'm doing it. And, and and the reason I say you're in good company is because Christ himself didn't have the desire to feel our pain and suffer for our sins. And let me put that in context here. Matthew 26, 39. It says, And Christ went a little further and fell on his face and prayed, saying, O oh my Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou wilt. Christ wanted to save us. He wanted to help us. It doesn't mean he was like, all right, I'm going to go through hell. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> you know, it's not what he wanted. To, he didn't want to feel that pain, but he did want to help us. And that was more powerful wow. than, than feeling that pain. And I think... Uh, wow, that's very powerful. Wow. And And he's like... But I'm going to do what you want me to do, Heavenly Father. So, you know, it's okay if, you, if you're feeling that. You're in good company. Um, I think that that is the most beautiful way to wrap this up. I mean, and also at the time of this recording, you know, it's getting closer to Easter too. So, yeah. Well, that's, that's beautiful. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. So, anyway, thank you for that question. I think that was, I mean, I a lot of the things we share, and again, we we say this all the time, but like we don't plan everything we're going to say here. Mm. Like we study and we prepare individually, and then we just chat. And I got revelation, and I learned some cool things, and this conversation will continue um, in different facets in our lives, and we hope it continues in your lives. Um, because this isn't again meant to give all the answers, but it is meant to give some some ideas and some thinking about the subject, and it's worth thinking about and pondering so we can uh, have that spirit have the spirit tell us you know what's next for us absolutely I love it yeah 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 yeah. so thanks for listening everyone Um, please submit your questions like we want to hear from you and um, this is really what we want this podcast to be we want it to be talking about questions that mean something to you the listeners so submit those questions reach out to us at our email in black and white podcast at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter or Facebook at IBW Podcast. Message us there. We'd love to hear from you. Again, please like and share the podcast with your friends, anyone you think would be interested. Um, subscribe if you hadn't, if you haven't, um, whether that's Apple. We're on every medium. And if you're hearing this, then you probably know where we are. But we're on every podcast platform. Um, and if we're not, let and us know, then, and we'll get on there. Yeah, and it's Lenny, it's probably his fault or not. Yeah, because I'm the one. I'm not the one. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's on me. 
But uh, yeah, let us know if we're not anymore. But leave a review wherever you listen. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever. Can you leave reviews on Spotify? I don't even know. I don't know. Um, so we better, let's cut this out. Yeah. No, I'm not cutting this out. <laughs> uh, leave, leave a review. And um, anyway, we appreciate your input. And uh, we love y'all. And I uh, hope you have a great Easter. Godspeed, everyone. God is good. <laughs>